Welcome to 153 Great Podcasts, a ministry of 153greatfish.com. Praise the Lord, everyone. It's another edition here of Christian Menorah. In this episode, it's a result of a dream that I had. In my dream, I saw a boyhood friend who I had not seen in over 50 years. He lived next door, and his name is Bruce. And so I began an internet search for him, and I found him living up in Bismarck, North Dakota. And uh, so I finally made contact with him, and I discovered that his son, he had raised a boy with his name, who had cerebral palsy. And uh, I was impressed with the... uh, attitude and the spirit that this man had towards his boy and what his boy had accomplished getting a master's in business administration and now working a great job out in Idaho somewhere. So I dedicate this message to him from a preacher from Louisiana. This is a man who had cerebral palsy and gives his own personal testimony in the third person. If you'd like to know his name, send me an email and I will be happy to share his name with you. I hope you enjoy this message. And one last thing, if you doubt whether you're called to preach and you are struggling with doubt, listen to this man, what he overcame to become a preacher. Thank you. As a youngster, he lacked so much physically. He lacked coordination. His motor skills are just, just real bad. Other other youngsters learned to walk while he learned to crawl. And while they were running, he was learning how to stumble. In fact, it seemed like in his early, early years, he was filled with a whole lot of hurts and, and a bunch of blood. It's always tumbling, busting something open. Sunday school teacher one time carried him for a half mile while he bled after falling in the park. And she carried the little fella a long way, this blood all over her, all over her dress, and just hoping that it wouldn't bleed to death before she got help. And, and it, it just seemed like that was, that was just a part of of his uh, his life, and, and and the doctors told those that loved him, said now when he falls, if he's not bleeding, don't touch him. Said if he falls, if he tumbles and crashes, if there's nothing hurt, don't touch him. Just just uh, if you have to leave the room, leave the room, but don't pick him up. Said he's got to got to get up by himself. And uh, he'd, he'd, he'd wrestle and do his best. And finally, after, after, after a whole bunch of little lost campaigns, he'd get on his feet until he'd tumble again. I, I watched him a long time. Uh, in school, his lack of uh, coordination, his being spastic, uh, he, could, he could hardly write. And some, somehow he just, uh, he, he, he developed a whole bunch of kinky little goofy habits. Uh, his parents bought him, I remember because I, I saw it, 
His parents bought him a, uh, a mechanical toy set called the Erector Set. But uh, had a bunch of nuts and bolts and pieces you build bridges and all that kind of stuff. And I, I remember one one day, huh? It 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 it, uh, it was laughable. He's sitting on the floor and trying to build a bridge and trying to put a a screw and a nut together. And without warning, his hand would 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 flip or shake and. It will flip the nut halfway across the room. He'd say, if you think you're going to get, you know, as if the other nut could understand. But said, if you think you're going to get away from me, you, you I'm going to get you, and I'm going to tighten you down and make your ears hurt. And, and he'd, he'd call out there and get it, and, and it's kind of the same way when he got a bicycle. His mama told him that he couldn't have one, and his daddy bought him one. And there was wisdom on both of their, their decisions. And couldn't hardly walk, but now, and I, I remember this, because it, it was something to watch. He couldn't, you know, his stability was still bad for walking, but now he couldn't ride a bicycle. He looked like a massive glob of bruised scar tissue. I mean, he, he was scraped and, and, and bruised and black and blue and green all over. Because he was trying to ride the bicycle and just, I mean, it, he, he fell. That, just, just everywhere, just somewhere. I heard the guy with my own ears on the, on, on the ending of one day, he parked the bike and said, I heard him, kind of, kind of kooky, but I heard him. He said, you had your day, and said, tomorrow is my day. said, I'll break you tomorrow, I'll ride you tomorrow, if, it, if, if I die. Not before I die, I'm going to ride you tomorrow. You know, talking to a bicycle. I don't think the bike answered him, but he's talking to him. And the next day, it was just like the day before. And everybody holding their breath and hoping he wouldn't, he wouldn't kill himself. And then he, he kind of disappeared. And, and after a while, here he come around the block and he had the thing upright. He was as stiff as a board. He wouldn't look either direction, but he was on top and he passed by the house and just kept on, just kept on going. Disappeared and come back a little bit. And when they come back the next time around, he had one hand and wave it with the other hand. And, and, and when, 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 when it finally the flat ran out of gas, I mean, he rolled and rolled and finally he parked the bike at the step and I heard it. If he didn't get off the bicycle, and turn around and laugh like an idiot. <laughs> he just stood there and pointed his finger at the bicycle and laughed. Said, I told you, I told you, and the bike didn't say boo. <laughs> Said, I, I told you I would, and if you don't think I can do it again, I'll get my back on you and do it again. I watched him for a long time. He got the Holy Ghost in the eighth grade, 
He was two years behind in school because of his problems. But he got the Holy Ghost in the eighth grade. And in his sophomore in high school, he, he began to feel a call on his life to preach. Made the mistake to, to, to verbalize or to tell of his call. And when, when he mentioned that he, he felt called to preach, people came out of the wall to explain to him all the reasons why it could not be. And they'd, they'd hug his neck and squeeze him and love him, and, and they really did. They really loved him. And they, they hugged him and, and just held him so close. And then they'd say, son, I want to explain to you what you feel. So what, what, what you feel is not a call to preach. You feel a call to win souls, to be a witness. But, but you, 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 you are not called to preach because you can't preach. You couldn't preach. Physically, you just, there's too many liabilities there. And I mean, they, they just came, I mean, out of, uh, and, and I, I remember watching the whole process. They come from everywhere to tell the fellow that he, he just, he just couldn't do it. He got involved in a rehabilitation Scholarship. He qualified for a college scholarship because he was handicapped, he was crippled. And um, the counselor for the scholarship, his name was Landry, and they worked together real uh, hard for quite a while, testing all kind of stuff. And I'll never forget because I heard it. I never forget. Mr. Landry told the boy, said, son, you qualify for everything we got to offer you can have. He said, economically, you'll get a certain amount if the family needs help. And then, by virtue of your being crippled, there is a certain amount you get. And then he said, based on testing, you qualify for different kinds of, uh, of grants or helps. And he said, you, you got the whole bag. Said you, you, you just name wherever you want to go, and we'll foot the bill. Room, board, tuition, you name it, you got it. Just tell me what you want to do, and where you want to go. And I heard the guy. I never forget <laughs> the young, the young, the young man said, "Well, he said, I, uh, I want to, I want to go to PBI." And this man. Up to his ears in the education system, he said, "You want to go to PV who?" And, and, and the fellow, fellow, kind of thinking on his feet, afraid he lose the money, and he, he 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 kind of bluffed and he said, "You mean to tell me you are an educator and you've never heard of PBI?" He said, "Oh yes, PBI." He said, what do you, you want to major in? What do you want to study? He said, uh, Mr. Landry, uh, and uh, I'll never forget it. He said, Mr. Landry, I want to be a preacher. And when, when, when the kid said preacher, Landry popped the top of his head and said, oh, no. He said, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear you. He said, no way could you be a preacher. 
Why would anyone want to be a preacher? And most of all, why would you want to be a preacher? Said so there is no way, there's no way you don't have physically you can't you, your speech, you know, there's just no way you could not do it. Choose something you can do. Now now what do you want to do? Said I want to be a preacher. And and I, I, I watched that tug of war back and forth. Finally he went into his inner office and forgot to close the door, and he was overheard saying, he said, believe it or not, we are about to educate the Pentecostal preacher. He said, the God just will not go any other way. When, when, he, when he got the PBI, he was a grown man, but he still could not physically, he could not button the top button in his shape, he had problems tying a tie, timid, shy, uh, just just an uh, absolute introvert. He shaved in his room. He did not go to the to the common mall, you know, to the to the common laboratory and shave with the other guys. He was too shy because to shave, he had to get in all kind of awkward positions. Friends would sneak bowls of water to his room, and he, uh, in, in the privacy of his own room, would shave, and and then somebody would button his button, and somebody tie his tie, and, and and he always cuffed his sleeves because he couldn't button his cuff buttons. But but somehow, at the end of the year, without taking notes, he still passed. The end of the second year, he still passed and, and took home with him a bride. The end of the third year, he graduated, went home and waited six months, and unto them a son was given. And then when, when the youngster was six months old, they began to evangelize. And I watched it. It was just absolutely ridiculous. He would uh, he would he would approach pastors and ask them, uh, would, would would you use me for for a week or two weeks? And and and, and uh, every now and then, some pastor would say yes. And then the longer they would talk together, you could see on the face of the pastor a big question mark, kind of like, hey, I wonder I wonder if this guy could. If he could be understood, and, and and many times he would he would schedule the pastor. Pastor would say, "Oh yes, come and you know, come, and be happy to have you." And then before he could get away, the pastor changed his mind. You know, kind of like he remember, "Oh, I forgot Christmas is in December this year." And, and before he could he could sign him up and get away, he'd lose it. And, and it, it uh, just uh, one one night in a place close to Alexander, Louisiana, it 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 it, it would it was less than a narrow spot in the road. I mean, it was the church was almost nothing, the town was nothing. I mean, just a little handful of people. And uh, that night, I, I wondered when I. When I watched what happened, 
I wondered, why would anybody want to preach that bad? But for the sake of an offering, the pastor and his wife got into a contest to, so, that, so that they could raise a, a better offering. The pastor took the offering one night for the evangelist, and his wife took the offering the next night for the evangelist's wife. I'll never forget what happened that night. But she she walked to the to the pulpit, and she just kind of stood there, and she looked at the evangelist. Just just looked at him. And and the longer she looked, all of his spasticity went into action. He got tighter and tighter, and he, he didn't know where to put his arm. And she finally said, she said, would you look at this? And the whole place got the gawking. And I remember thinking, would anybody in their right mind take all this just to preach? She said, we, 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 we owe this good woman a good offering because look at what she married. And the guy, his leg got all twisted and his arm got all tight. And I said, said, for her courage, said, she didn't know if she'd eat next week. Said, we, we need to, we need to give her a good offering because she is a courageous lady. She probably is. But, but I, I thought, I thought that night, you know, would, you know, Years past, Sunday school convention in Missouri, district-wide Sunday school convention. And this fellow was still kind of holding on, just, just, just still kind of preaching. And in fact, he was the night speaker for the Missouri district Sunday school convention. And the, foot, the Holy Ghost fell in the choir uh, singing. And I mean, people were shouting and, and running and worshiping. Everybody on their feet. It was all saying, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I heard the guy with my own ears. If he didn't get up in the midst of that eruption of worship, he got up and screamed at the top of his voice. And he screamed for a man named Landry. He said, Landry! They all saying, Jesus! He said, Landry! Nobody heard him. I mean, it's too noisy. And he, he's screaming, Landry. That's, that's the guy that popped his head. The second time he said, Landry, are you here? And they're all doing their thing, and he's doing his too. The third time he said, Landry, I wish you were here. I said, if you were here, you would get to see what we can do. And I wonder who, who you mean we? He said, I wish you was here so you could get to see what me and the grace of God fits in the do tonight. I heard the young man say it with my own ears. I'm looking around, but Landry wasn't there. And, and by now, by now, he's, he's been preaching 31 years. The last, last few years, they, they sold 45,000 
copies of messages that he that he preached. Uh, in fact, you know, he 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 is back at the same school. And and he's not sneaking down the hall, but he's he's looking for sneakers now. <laughs> and and involved uh, of all things, involved in teaching young men how to gather material and arrange material to preach a sermon. He's got a son, 26 years old, that that. Uh, uh, beginning to preach and his son told him just about three or four weeks ago three weeks ago in the car together 26 years old and he told his dad he said dad I got the bug and his dad said what do you mean son you got the flu he said no you know what bug I mean I said no you tell me what bug you mean he said dad I got I got the preaching bug I, I just, I just, I just want to preach. And, 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 and in fact, I, I, I happen to know, I happen to know the, uh, the man's itinerary. And if I remember right, he's preaching this weekend. And he's in the big city of Houston. And he's preaching for Jimbo's daddy. Amen. What do you mean? I'll tell you what I mean. What I mean is you be surprised what you can do. You be surprised what you can do if you really want to. You've got to have a want to. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But, but, but you see, you see, but I you, you, you don't know my husband, or you don't know my wife, or you don't know how it is where I work and all my job. And, and if you just know how, listen, it, it, it don't matter who you are, where you are, if you are in the will of God, and if your desire is pleasing to God, you'd be surprised, you'd be amazed what you can gain in Him if you just simply state, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. A prayer life, you can have a prayer life if you want a prayer life. A good witness, you can be a fantastic witnesser if you want to be a fantastic witnesser. You can preach, I don't care if you got problems physically. If God calls you to preach, yo man, it don't matter what you got to offer him. What really matters is what he has to offer you. If you want to, you can do it. If you have a want to. You've been listening to 153greatpodcast.com, a ministry of 153greatfish.com. Please subscribe, and better yet, help us by contributing. God bless you. Thank you.